position and um, look through the tape and see other things maybe we could have done. But uh, other than that last couple seconds, I thought we put ourselves in a good position to finish it out. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I don't know how many of you are paying attention to the Brewer game today. It was not on the radio. I don't know if it was on TV. I didn't check. I didn't look. But I was paying attention to the game on Twitter. And I got to tell you, the Christian Yelich experience, we got the Christian Yelich experience just within three at-bats today. Because the Christian Yelich experience, the last three years, he'll have a good game, and then you'll be like, here it is. We'd, we're back. It's happening. And then for the next three weeks, he'll absolutely suck. Right? Like, that's been the experience for the last three weeks. We got that in a, in a mini version today in spring training. Right? He started the game with a leadoff double, and everyone jokingly tweeting, is Christian Yelich back? He might be back. Uh, and then he struck out in his next two at-bats, and that was it. Another Brewers question maybe uh, maybe should be asked, probably a more serious question than is Christian Yelich back, uh, is Sal Freelich him? Could be. He had two hits today, making some good plays in center field. Sal Freelich could be him, just something to think about. It's very early in spring training. Now I'll get a an up-close look in a couple weeks as I'm going down there, so I'll be able to tell you for sure whether or not he is him. Uh, I didn't watch the Brewers today, didn't listen, followed on Twitter. I did listen to a ton of sports radio today because I'm in Madison, going to a concert tonight at the Sylvie. So I was in the car, I was flipping through channels. Just one thing on the Aaron Rodgers discourse, I thought everyone did a very good job breaking down the Brian Gutekind's pressers today, and no complaints, other than we need to stop using the word emerge or emerged with Rodgers. I don't like that. Well, he's emerged from his darkness. Don't use that word. It makes him sound like a Pokemon. Makes him sound like he was a Bulbasaur, and now he's an Ivy. I don't like that. He didn't evolve. He didn't shed his skin. He didn't take a new form. He, 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 he's still out there in the same form that he is. He just stayed in the dark for a couple of days. We, we got to stop with the emerged word. It makes me feel weird. Yeah, it's a me problem, but I'm going to make it an everyone else problem too. That's what I do every night from four to six. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you've had a great day. Had a Brewer game to follow along with at work. If that was your thing, uh, they are currently leading in the bottom of the eighth, three to two. The score is secondary, obviously. A lot of guys have gotten in there. Christian Yelich had a double and then did nothing, like I said. I'm enjoying the Sal Freelick experience. Rowdy Telez hit a bomb. God, he crushed that ball. That was nice. That's when you watch the highlight on your computer or your phone, and when you see it, you go, ooh, and you make a face. I made a face watching the Rowdy Telez highlight today. So he's picking up, at least in spring training in 2022, or in 2023, I guess, where he left off in 2022. Don't know that we're going to get to the Brewers tonight. We're going to do a lot of Packers. Mike Clemens will be here at 4.30. He's at the Combine. So we're going to get a, a firsthand account of what he's seeing in Indianapolis. I bet he's got to go to some highfalutin dinners tonight, maybe a steak at St. Elmo's or whatever the steakhouse is that everybody always talks about. You listen to football people talk about the combine. It's like they're all in on the joke and we're not. It's like, oh, we're going to have to get a steak and a brandy at St. Elmo's. And I'm listening. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I would do, too. I've never been there, but that's that sounds sounds fun. I love inside jokes. Hope to be a part of one someday. So we'll talk with Mike Clements at 430. 
about what he heard from Ryan Gudikins today and what he's seeing as he's boots on the ground in Indianapolis. If you want to call the show today, got to use the Madison number. It's very easy. 608-321-1670. If you're used to texting the show, you can keep texting on the same number because I have my laptop here and that'll get the job done. I'm always on Twitter. That never changes no matter where the show is. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. If you've listened to any sports radio today, I listen to a bunch. You maybe have listened to a little bit. Or if you follow sports outside the show at all, if you do any reading, you watch any sports TV, if you follow the Packers on any level outside of the show from 4 to 6 p.m., you've probably heard Brian Gudikin's press conference comments at some point today. Maybe you heard him on one of Zach Heilprin's Wisconsin Sports Zone radio network updates. They are thrilling. I heard it on there. Maybe you heard it on the Bill Michael show. Maybe you heard it with Ebo, although I don't know when the comments were made. So maybe Ebo is off the air before they happen. Regardless, you've probably heard or read the comments if you follow sports outside this show. If you haven't heard any of it, Mike is going to walk us through that press conference and the combine experience in detail. As only Mike can. Mike loves telling a story, putting some audio clips together and taking us on a ride. And he's going to do that at 430. To start the show, I want to focus on one question and one answer. I don't want to piece through question by question by question. Here, Here's what he said about Rashawn Gary's injury. Here's what he said about Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby going to be back. Here's what he said about season ticket prices and, and title town. Are you adding a new sledding hill? Right? Is that something that's in the works? Maybe a second sponsor. Aaron's can have one. Maybe John Deere can have the other. Competing sledding hills. Right? I don't know that he talked about that today. Probably not. I would guess not. Absolutely not. Actually, I would be shocked if they talked about that. I want to focus on one question. One thing. It's not a new question. It's not a question that hasn't been lobbed at Brian Gudikins before. It's been a theme for the last three years. Brian Gudikins was asked, point blank, do you want Aaron Rodgers back in 2023? Do you want Aaron Rodgers to be the Packers quarterback this year? Here was his answer. Those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we had those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. So my first thought, and I know I'm not the only one who's had this thought today, a little bit of a change of pace. Nice little change of pace. Because in off-seasons past, which, by the way, we've been doing this for three years. I know 2020 feels like it was last week. It's been three years. <laughs> it's been a long time, right? In off-seasons past, Goody really hasn't minced words when talking about his desire or the Packers' desire to bring Aaron Rodgers back. We love Aaron. Yeah, Aaron's our guy. That's my best Goody impression. Aaron's our guy. Aaron knows that. You know, we've committed to him financially. We have so much appreciation for Aaron. As Aaron would say, so much love and affection for Aaron. That's the language that he always likes to use. Right? We love Aaron. And he's never minced words about that. At no point last offseason or the offseason before or the offseason before, whenever this started, at no point have I ever listened to Brian Gutekinds and thought, mm, maybe, <laughs> maybe there's a chance. Maybe they do move on. I've gotten that from Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers always leaves it up in the air and in the offseason of 2021, right, starting with that draft, that news report on draft day, Aaron Rodgers made it directly seem like he wasn't interested in coming back, like he was ready to move on. The controversy, the, the question, the uncertainty never came from the Packers side. Brian Gutekinds has never said one thing up until this offseason that made me think, they're looking to move this guy. <laughs> you crafty, crafty Goody, wheeling and dealing. No, it's always been very clear, and Gutekinds has gone out of his way to say Aaron's our guy, Aaron's our guy, we love Aaron, we love him, we want him here, he's our guy. Yeah, Aaron's a quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. 
Now, Goody doesn't really have a reason to say anything definitively, right? Let's think about it. Matt Schneidman wrote a piece about this today. I thought he outlined uh, Goodykin's comments very well. I heard others on radio today saying the same types of things, right? Goody shouldn't say anything definitively because even if they want to deal Rodgers, they don't want to rub it in Rodgers' face because Rodgers has said, you know, in the past, well, it's about the people. It's about how you treat people. Well, publicly saying we want to trade him, we want to move on, we want to. Not only would it be huge breaking news and it would shift the conversation around the Packers and bring all this attention to the situation that nobody wants, you'd be rubbing it in Rodgers' face. You don't want Rodgers turning on his TV and seeing the Packers saying, we're done. We're moving on. We're disgusted. As Bob McGinn said, I I doubt anyone said that. Bob McGinn seems to be maybe a little bit dramatic on that. Goody doesn't have reason to say anything definitively, even if he wants to deal Rodgers. Don't need to make it into a thing. Don't need to make it into any more of a circus than it already is. Don't need to rub it in Rodgers' face or any sort of leverage in the trade market. You don't want to lose that, right? If everyone knows the Packers are for sure moving Rodgers, then they don't have to ask as much. If Goody comes out and says, well, we want to move off Rodgers, but, you know, that contract is big, and we're not really sure on Jordan Love, honestly. We're just kind of we're just kind of praying at this point, feel like we have to go through with it. If he's 100% honest, he loses leverage in a potential trade market. Even with Aaron Rodgers, who's won MVPs and, you know, won all sorts of awards, won Super Bowls, right? You don't want to lose any ounce of leverage if that costs you a second-round pick versus a third-round pick, or if it takes any teams out of the running, right? You want to keep your cards close to the vest, so I get it. And speaking, by the way, of media circus, I don't know if I've heard a a very impartial, let's say, NFL insider say something like Ian Rappaport said with Andrew Siciliano today. Listen to this. Made me laugh. Why don't the Packers, or let me me rephrase this. Is there a scenario where the Packers go, Aaron, we've made the decision. We're ready to move on. It doesn't sound to me like that is a scenario. They definitely want him back. They're they're not sick of this off-season thing that we do every year. I'm sick of it, so I would certainly understand if they're sick of it. But he's Aaron Rodgers. He's still great, and you know what you have. Well, they do know what they have. I don't know how great he still is. I think he's better than a lot of teams' quarterback situation. But even if they want to deal Rodgers, don't need to rub it in Rodgers' face. You don't want to lose leverage. Don't want to make it into a, a thing. Brad Gutekinds is also walking a little bit of a tightrope with Jordan Love. Right? There's a world in which they might ask Jordan Love to sit for one more year. It's going to be a tough sell. The Packers want to be in control of that sell. right? If the Packers think that at any point they're going to need to go to Jordan Love and Jordan Love's camp and say, Can you sit one more year? That's a presentation that needs to be very carefully crafted. Like, I remember when I was 18 and I wanted to go to Florida with my friends for spring break. We made a PowerPoint to show to our parents, even though we were 18, right? We needed to borrow a car. We we needed all these things. We needed a signer for a hotel because none of us were adults, right? We put together a PowerPoint. We're like, all right, how are we going to sell this to mom and dad? How how are we going to pitch this? Because it's got to be, it's got to be a strong proposal. This has to be perfect, right? We need to convince them. If the Packers try to go to Jordan Love and convince him to stay one more year, that's going to have to be a hell of a sales pitch. So create that pitch, put that pitch together, keep it close to the vest. So when it comes time for the ask, for when it comes time for that pitch, you're ready and completely in control of the narrative. And by the way, this is just my two cents. This has nothing to do with Jordan Love, the Packers, or anything that's been reported. By the way, 
if they asked Jordan Love to sit another year, if I was Jordan Love, I would absolutely tell them to go pee up a tree. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Trade me. I was a first round pick. It's been three years. I played really nice. Get me the hell out of here. And for Jordan Love's sake, I hope that's what he does if the Packers ask him to sit one more year because that would be ridiculous. It's, it would be four years. He's supposed to sit four years of his career. Mm-mm. But the Packers might ask. And if they ask, they want to be in control of that narrative, keeping cards close to the vest, avoiding saying anything definitive. That's the best way to do that. So while Goody has changed his tune a little bit, it would appear on Aaron Rodgers this offseason relative to the previous couple of years. It's completely understandable, right? It's very understandable. It's very explainable given the circumstances for the Packers and their two quarterbacks. However, (laughs) can you humor me for four minutes, for five minutes? Will you let me overreact to this just a little bit? Maybe you'll agree with me. Maybe you won't. Just let me, let me, let me cook. There's one word in this answer, this 10-second answer from Brian Gutekinds, that made me think, interesting. Hmm. Well, I'll be. There's one word in this answer. I'm going to play it, see if you can maybe guess which word jumped out. Hold on, let me uh, try that again. See if you can pick out the one word. I'm sick of it. From so I would not Ian Rappaport, but Brian Gutekind. Those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we had those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. So the word fit was included. I just think that's interesting. It probably means nothing, but I think it's interesting. Let me play this one more time. Listen to how he says fit. We'll have to talk about the fit. Those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we had those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. See if it's a good fit. Why is fit part of the conversation? Could just be a filler word. Could just be him saying nothing. Totally. But let me let me cook. Something with this. I want to try. Aaron Rodgers has been in Green Bay since... 2005. Who was in the 2004 presidential election? Bush and it was Cheney, but who was the other one? John Kerry? Aaron Rodgers has basically been in Green Bay since John Kerry ran for president. That's how long he's been there. There should be no better fit. There should be no other player in the world better suited, better acclimated, better ingrained in Green Bay and how they do business, and how they run their offense, and how they go about things. Fit. It's weird to me. It's interesting to me. He literally remembers plays from seven, eight years ago. It's been reported. Kalen Kaler had that piece in The Athletic. Many other people have talked about it. Oh, yeah, he's got memory of plays from seven or eight years ago, and he'll pull them out at the drop of a hat. He He is Green Bay. He is Green Bay. Let me put it that way. He is Green Bay. I just think it's interesting. Well, if it's a good fit, well, why wouldn't it be a good fit? Just because of age and contract? Well, you know, I guess you, you can't really come out say age and contract, so you say fit. It's more of a filler word. And I understand that we're absolutely putting this 10-second clip under the microscope, which is probably dumb, but then again, Sports Talk Radio is dumb. That's why I like it. It's probably why you like it, too. Fit. Interesting. So he's hinting that it might not be a good fit. Why would it not be a good fit? I guess that's the next question. I want to keep talking about this. Mike Clemens is coming up at 4.30. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll debrief. We'll talk. If you want to text or call, 608-321-1670. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Let's talk more Packers, more Brian Gudikins before we get to Mike Clemens at 4.30. This is the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Sports Show, a special edition of Mike Clemens coming up at 4.30. He's at the Combine, boots on the ground. So he spoke with Brian Gutekunst earlier today. I would imagine we're going to focus plenty on that, but also maybe he's hearing some league scuttlebutt. Maybe meeting in a smoky cigar lounge or a nice steakhouse, talking to some important people. Who knows what Mike has for us? He's going to join us in about 10 minutes. We're reacting to just one comment by Brian Gutekind. That's all I played to start the show. When he was asked if he wanted Aaron Rodgers back, and he said, well, we got to have those conversations. we got to decide if it's a good fit. And I said, that's just an interesting way of wording it. It might just be this harmless filler phrase that he used. It probably doesn't mean anything. But fit fascinates me. Why wouldn't he fit? He's been there a million years. He is the Packers. Who would be a better fit? I I just thought that was an interesting way to word it. Again, probably means nothing, but we're talking about Brian Gutekunst and his upcoming decision and Aaron Rodgers' upcoming decision. Who knows? Could happen anytime. 608-321-1670. Let's talk to Denny and Holman. What's going on, Denny? Well, thanks for taking my call, Grant. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So I am a great great big fan of uh, your buddy Bill Michaels and stuff like that. And for me, the whole big scenario started when Gutekiss made the stupid move to acquire a quarterback when we needed receivers and some really good receivers were available. Yeah. And then it always comes down to is Aaron going to play? Okay, fine. But then wasn't it like last year where Gutekiss was backtracking thinking, oh, Love is not ready to play. You yeah. know, he can't play. He's, he can't start. So then he gives Aaron a boatload of money to bring him back, you know, and now he's like, well, you know, maybe we should give Love a try, you yeah. know, and it's like, I personally don't think Love will ever be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Interesting. I do think there, it's a really uh, difficult tightrope to walk. Let me put it that way, Denny. Like, the way that Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, the only way that this was going to work perfectly for the Packers and for Brian Gutekunst was that Rodgers declined at the same time Jordan Love developed and came on as a starter. And then Aaron Rodgers is going to have to say, okay, I'll go quietly into the night via either retirement or trade, which is probably not like it. He was betting on a one in a million chance when he took love, right? So many different things were going to have to happen for it to work out. It was just a really tough bet. I agree with you, Denny. And then, you know, another thing, Gutekunst didn't do anything to replace Devante. He did nothing. You know, Sammy Walker, no, I mean, he did nothing to help Aaron actually have a team around him. You I know? think I think they had some ideas. I think they thought, well, Aaron Jones will do this and what, like, it, it, it happened in moments where they were okay, but it just yeah. wasn't enough. And I think Aaron Rodgers even said that at the end of the year. He's like, we had a couple of ideas on how to replace Devontae and it just didn't really work. And yeah, I, right. I mean, you were never going to replace Devontae, though, to be fair. No. That was never realistic. No. You're never going to. And like I said, when we took love, look at the receivers we passed up, you know. Yeah. I mean, was, I mean, there was some really, really top receivers. T. Higgins that, is the one that always comes T. to mind Higgins, for me. Yep, yeah. yep. And Jefferson, you know, I mean, it just, mm. it just, it's just ridiculous because, you know, sure, Lambeau feels sold out, okay, and there's tickets for people that are, be, you know, like, a hundred years old before the kids will get to go see a game. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, but I mean, the fans, and I'm one of them that go to the games, are sick and tired of just having this little mediocre, and and that's it. And it seems like that's all Gutekiss cares about is fill the stands, mm. you know. And we have our our uh, GM, and he's right there, 
And then we've got our president of the Packers, which is going to retire in a couple of years, that made all the money on the condos in Green Bay, you know. And as long as we fill these stands, well, I personally don't even think I would go if Love is a starting quarterback for the Packers. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't get on board with the idea that they're just okay with making the playoffs. I'm frustrated with the Packers because every time they've had a great chance, every time the roster is lined up and, and, and everyone stayed healthy, they get to a title game and they pee down their leg. That That's yeah. my frustration is every right. once in a while when they've had this great chance, 2011, 2014, right. 2020, yep. 21, they just get but there you, and they it's like they forget how to play football. But, you know, Grant, another thing, last year when, when they played the 49ers and stuff, the 49ers said we knew they were a better team. And they could score, so we had to find a way that we could score on their weakness, which was their kicking and their field goals and their their uh, special teams. Well, Gudikis had all year to try to fix that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just I I'm very frustrated. You yeah, know? Danny, I'm frustrated too. For, Feels for like much, a lot of for, missed opportunities, not just the last couple of years, but yeah. you know, again, fourth, going back to fourth and fourth and twenty six. Yeah, you well, know, we can I go mean, back. Yeah, we can go back a long ways when they've seemingly peed right. To, I keep saying peed on their leg, but that's the best way to describe it when they just fart out in the playoffs like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, like I said, honestly, if he's a starting quarterback in the first game this year, are the Packers going to be a 500 team in your opinion? Or like I said, he sh- he's really never shown us in games that he's played that he can except the defense running at him and him throwing the ball and throwing sure. it consistent, throwing it to our receivers and our running backs and being on target, you know, in high school or college, he was like all over the place with the ball. You know, he was never really consistent. Yeah. I think 500 is probably the most likely outcome. And Dennis, I got to let you go. Cause we got to get to Mike Clements. I appreciate the call and it's good discussion. Um, really quickly, you asked what the most likely outcome is next year, so I'll address that. And then one more point I want to make on your call before we take a break. The most likely outcome, I think, either with Rodgers or with Love next year is like 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, somewhere in there. A little bit better than average, probably a, a bottom-tier playoff team. we got to remember that next year, they're not going to play a first-place schedule. That'll be a nice little boost because the Packers, they normally win the division, they make the playoffs, and the next year, their schedule reflects that. Right, they're playing the tougher opponents. The Eagles this year didn't play a first place schedule. The Vikings didn't play a first place schedule. There are these natural ebbs and flows to the NFL and the way that it moves from year to year. The Packers go against those ebbs and flows when they contend every year. That's the problem that the Chiefs are going to have. That's the problem that the Bengals and the Bills are going to have when they pay their quarterbacks as well. Well, the the Chiefs are already paying theirs, right? Josh Allen's money is going to kick in, but Joe Burrow's going to get an extension as well. The NFL is not designed for a team to be good every year and contend every year, right? Because the bad teams get good draft picks. They get an easier schedule. There's natural built-in structural ups and downs to the way that the NFL operates, and the Packers have been the outlier, right? Now, they had a down year last year. They're going to get to experience some of those ups next year. So even if Jordan Love isn't great, if he's the quarterback, I still think they have a good chance to win about half of their games as he's learning to be a starter and as he's figuring it out and developing because their schedule won't be as hard, because they're going to get a nice couple of picks, because they have a couple of picks developing from last year. One more thing on Dennis's call before we take a break and get to Mike Clemens. You talked about these two timelines. They're trying to do Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers, and they're waffling back and forth between them, right? At first, it looked like we're going to Love. Oh, never mind. We extend Rodgers. Well, now it looks like we might want to go to Love. Back and forth. We can't decide. Makes me think of the Warriors a little bit. The Warriors, the NBA, Golden State Warriors, they, they, they're they attempting to do two different timelines right now. 
They drafted Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman, and they spent those lottery picks on players for the future rather than trading them for the here and now to try to win with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Now, they won a title last year anyways, so I guess they had their cake and they ate it too a little bit, but it doesn't look like Kaminga is going to be anything special anytime soon. He is a project, right? He's going to take some time. They've already moved off of James Wiseman just because cost him too much money they were trying to do two different timelines at once doesn't seem like it's going to work it's very difficult to thread that needle I believe the same to be true about the Packers trying to thread the needle with Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers the only way this is ever going to work is if Jordan Love ascended right when Rodgers descended and Jordan Love came on and was ready and he was ready to be great and Aaron Rodgers said oh oh, oh, shucks I I guess my time is done I'll retire or I'll I'll gladly accept a trade somewhere and keep it nice like it was just going to be such a difficult needle to thread as is often the case in sports when you try to build two different timelines at once. It's a big balancing act. It's really tough to pull off. Let's take a five-minute break. We're going to come back, connect with Mike Clements, who's in Indy. He was around Brian Gutekinds this morning. He is hitting up sources, uh, having cigars with important people down there. He's getting after it, so I can't wait to chat with him next on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Um, I think we're constantly evaluating where we are as a football team and what's best for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, those are daily conversations. So, um, again, um, we'll move forward and have conversations um, as we go. And and there'll be a a point, obviously, you know, here soon where we're going to have to make some decisions and move forward. It's just Mike Clemens, two things that apply to the Packers in this offseason and their upcoming decision about Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Mike Clemens, again, joining us from the Combine in Indy. Mike, you just have these song references up your sleeve. How many of these you got? I'm always impressed. Well, I just thought that applied. And the fact is we now have, starting tomorrow, two weeks before free agency. And so for Brian Goodekinst, it's uh, enough. It's yeah. time. Yeah, We have to start planning on the moves we're going to make in free agency, and probably there's a roster A and a roster B. I have a feeling, though, this time, uh, if the quarterback calls back and says, okay, yeah, I'm ready to play, and I'll come back to Green Bay, mm-hmm. that this time Gutekinds is going to say, okay, here's what the plan looks like. Are, are you – because, you know, let's let's play what he said. We, we, talk, we talked to Gutekinds. He was very generous with his time. We got in here early this morning, and he met us in a private conference room over in the team hotel that they're staying in across the skywalk from the Indiana Convention Center. That's where I'm at, the NFL scouting combine. And we talked to him this morning, and he was asked, had much contact with Aaron Rodgers in the past month? Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate. You know, th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. You sat down with Aaron at, at the end of the season. I mean, what was that talk like? It was a great conversation. It was really just about the season and kind of the things that, uh, that happened that uh, went right, went wrong. And, um, just more more about the season than it was anything moving forward. So I hadn't heard the first part of that answer, Mike. And I got to say, I, you probably heard. I laughed out loud when he said, I know he's had some things on his plate, right? I, that 
I don't know. It's not like he's taking a shot at Rodgers, but it, it was hard for me to not laugh at that. His comment about fit is interesting. Mike, that's what I've been thinking about today. That's what I started my show with. See if it's the right fit. Because that I wouldn't have expected him to say that. Rodgers has been there since 2005. He's more Green Bay than anyone. How could there be a better fit? What did you hear and, and what did you make of that when he said, see if it's the right fit? How can a Super Bowl winner, a four-time yeah. MVP, who's been with you for 18 years, now if he wants to come back, the question is, is he the right fit? Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, And you know what, Grant? What he's saying is it's going to be a different roster, Aaron. We've tried the Aaron roster with the Aaron Rodgers roster and request. Here's what the plan looks like. Do you think that you can go within this plan? I don't know how deep that is. Here's something else. Yeah. Matt, Matt LaFleur ain't here. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if Matt LaFleur wants Rodgers back and Gutekinds is like, you know, my my guy is ready. Jordan Love is ready. Yeah, I can move on tomorrow, and I can I can I, I can put a better roster on the field with and not worry about the sixty million dollar hit and all that kind of stuff. What if those two guys are in disagreement? Yeah, and they're coming up with this stuff about well, you know, in twenty twenty there was COVID and we learned how to do a lot of stuff via Zoom. So the coaches can all the, all the coaches are back in Green Bay, and you know if they want to dip into these interviews on Zoom, they can. Otherwise, they can also do one on ones with these guys between now and the draft. You know, under the new rules and everything. I, what if there's? What if Lafleur is actually? Hey, I know how many times Aaron Rodgers has bailed me out on third down. Sure, I st- I still want that guy for another year. You know, to to learn some more about calling plays during a game. And, and I presume they've probably had some preliminary discussions, Matt LaFleur and Brian Gudikins. I'd like to think they've communicated some of those things. Fit, Mike, do you think there's a scenario in which Rodgers says, I- I'm coming back, I want to come back, and Gudikins says, okay, well, here's what we're going to do with the roster, and here's what we expect from you. We want you here for... OTAs, we want you here for camp, we want you and I, I think a lot of the preseason should he, should he, will he, won't he play, right, should he be at OTAs, I think that makes for really good talk radio fodder, I don't know all of the time how seriously that's taken in organizations, do you think there's a part of Goody that's going to say, okay well if you want to come back, here's what we need from you and here's what's expected, otherwise this isn't going to work and we're no longer a good fit I think so, I think he's, he, all he has to do is point to the Kansas City Chiefs and say, look Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill they had to reshuffle the roster. Uh, he, you know, has, has been to the AFC Championship game four or five years in a row. And he's a much younger man, but nevertheless, he went to the OTAs, he went to the mini camp, and he worked with his new receivers. You've got to come in the spring and work with these guys and get the reps in and be there the whole season. You can't just show up for one mini camp day like you did last year in training camp and expect things to happen. The other thing is this: for the last couple of years, you know, Goodikinst and and Lafleur were practically begging Rodgers to come back. Yes. Right? Yep, very much so. Not holding anything back. It was very obvious, very clear, totally. As for Jordan Love, the question was: you know, he's, he's got a lot to learn, but yeah, we think he could be good one day. So today, today, after three years of training and watching Aaron Rodgers, you ask Brian Goodikinst directly: is if Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback, is Jordan Love ready to take over? 
Yeah, I think he's ready to play, and I think he's ready to be an NFL starting quarterback. Um, he's he's worked really hard. He's shown a lot of progression. Uh, I know he's really eager um, to have that, and I think that's the next step in his progression is, is to play. Did he say at some point today he's going to be a starter, if not here, somewhere else? It, it seems... I don't know. This is such a crossroads, Mike. It seems like it's either now or never with Jordan Love as Green Bay Packers quarterback. If he's not starting now, then he's probably not going to stay here long-term and be their starter at any point. In 2006-2007, the agents for Aaron Rodgers were calling Andrew Brandt about every other week and say, hey, what what is this? We thought Favre was done after last year. He's coming back again. When's our guy ever going to play? Yeah. The same thing is going on with Jordan Love. And, you know, you can ask about, well, you know, hey, fifth-year option is coming up, you know, and Goody's like, whoa, that's way off, man. That's in May. I've got till May to make that decision. Yeah. I've still, I've got her for, and here's the other thing. He knows that what everybody's saying about the four-day darkness retreat. Oh, yeah. we, when we were all done and wrapping up off the air, off record, all that, somebody just joked with him, so would you ever take a four-day uh, darkness retreat? And he says, what do you think I'd do in the draft room? Yeah, <laughs> Watching no tape. I'm in a dark room for days, man. Yeah. You know, And, and then, then he looked around and said, how much do you think that cost? That's got to be expensive, right? He's a Midwesterner, so, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so Kuz was asked uh, today, are you getting tired? Are you getting fatigued of this every offseason, waiting for 12 to make up his mind on his career decision? No, I think it's it's part of my job, you know. So, and this is obviously a big topic that uh, our fans and, and people want to know about. So, it's um, it really, you know, at the same time, certainly there'll be other discussions we'd love to have, but um, it, it doesn't fatigue me. It's just um, uh, it's been pretty constant for a long time now. We're talking with Mike Clements. Mike's at the combine. I also think Brian Gutekinds understands, even if he won't come out and say it. I kind of knew what I was getting into when I drafted Jordan Love, right? Like he he didn't think this was going to be this this non factor, not discussed, no drama story, right? When he pulled the trigger and drafted Jordan Love, he knew that maybe it wouldn't drag out for years, and maybe there wouldn't be darkness retreats and and tripping in the jungle. But he knew that this was going to be a thing. He signed up for that when he drafted Jordan Love. And the next question right now on the last day of February and the first day of the Combine 2023 grant is, all right, what's the market for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Right? And so a lot of people say, hey, New York Jets, right? Robert Salah, you know, former defensive coordinator for the uh, 49ers, beat the Packers uh, at Lambeau Field. Great defense. A lot of, a lot of you know, exciting players there to work with. Maybe Rodgers would be interested in Hackett. And we, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, Hack, Nathaniel Hackett. Exa- great point. And so I ran around the building today trying to catch these guys, and I found the Jets GM Joe Douglas. And you know what? He said when you talk about quarterback, all he talked about was one guy all day, Derek Carr. Yeah. Bringing Derek Carr in about a week and a half ago, I can tell you that was a fantastic visit. Uh, we really enjoyed spending time with him. Obviously, he's the, he's the only quarterback that I can I can really shed any light on for you guys, uh, since he's the only quarterback that's that's a free agent. But uh, you know, I can say that uh, he left a he left a strong impression with everybody. And so, um, obviously, we're going to be exploring the, the veteran quarterback market this off season, and we're going to look at every available option. We feel like 
when it's time to make the right decision, when everyone goes through their process, we're going to make the best decision for the Jets. Well, I'd say, with all due respect, Joe Douglas, uh, all you did was watch Zach Wilson and Mike White and Chris Streveler and Joe Flacco last year. Of course, of course, Derek Carr's visit is going to go great. He doesn't suck, right? Like, I don't know. Your perception of quarterbacks might be a little warped after the last season or two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Tampa Bay needs a quarterback. Tom Brady retired. Yeah. So so I found the Bucks GM Jason Light and asked, you know, uh, what is he actually ready to replace Tom Brady with that kid they drafted 2 years ago from Florida, Kyle Trask? Yeah, we're very about Kyle. Very excited about him opportunity to be the starter. Would be very comfortable with that. Excited to use that word already, but really am uh, for him to get a chance to be with the starters in in off-season, starters uh, in training camp, starters in preseason, um, which he's never done. You know, he was a successful quarterback in the SEC. I mean, wildly successful. We took him in the second round for a reason. Um, we didn't take him just to in the second round just to be a you know a third-string quarterback. Now, as yet to be seen what he turns out to be, but we're confident that it's going to be very good. I do think GMs just like. I don't know, GM, like like the Bucks GM, John Hammond, drafted Giannis, and as the Bucks were up and coming, he's like, I'm going to go to the Orlando Magic, who are terrible, but they got a lot of picks, and I can kind of build my own thing. GMs, and I almost could hear it in Jason Light's voice. He's like, well, I don't know if Kyle Trask is any good, but man, am I excited to find out. Like They're like inventors. They just like trying things and, and seeing how it goes. It's very bizarre, but I, but I get it, I guess, too. I, I understand. Boosting the kids' confidence, too, Grant. Yeah. And then, all right, what's the destination for Aaron Rodgers? If he says, I want to play, but, you know, I want my guys, and Goody says no, then let's talk about trading you, and we'll send you the AFC. Why not to the desert? Why not to Vegas? Why not reunite with Devontae Adams? And, you know, Josh McDaniels is the head coach there. He, he made the somewhat interesting decision to release, move on from Derek Carr. He says that those were long conversations in the organization they didn't you know it over quite a while before they decided to move on from Derek Carr and Josh McDaniel says yeah I'm friends with Tom Brady but I'm quote I'm convinced Tommy has retired yeah you know that's that one thing when I talk to people from the Patriots about you know Brady's retirement they said you know we went back over our notes and when he was 29 years old and you ask him how long do you want to play he said 45 yeah Tom Brady always said, I want to play till I'm 45. He, he said that all along. And guess what? He retired at 45. And you know what Aaron Rodgers used to say seven, eight years ago? How long do you want to play? Not that he long. Said four. No, he said 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think but not, but I wanna... not as long as Brady is. Always remember what, what, when he was asked about Brady, he'd always be like, I don't want to do right. that long. But 40, yeah. So, and, and guess what? This year he would turn 40. So maybe, you know, maybe Rodgers is in the same template as Brady, like, I, I, I'm going to do what I say. I want to play till I'm 40. And I don't want to end, end on, a, on a year where we didn't get to the playoffs. But Josh McDaniels was asked today, all right, so what kind of quarterback do you want in Las Vegas? You know, look, the, the, the goal for us eventually is to have somebody that's going to be here for a long time. I think that, um, you know, you see the teams that are having success right now uh, in our league, I would say in our conference and specifically in our division. Um, you know, they're young players that were drafted by their clubs and they're being developed there um, under the same continuity to evaluate every player at that position, both in the draft uh, and free agency, and try to do what we can do to improve the room. 
I don't think a lot of GMs enjoy shuffling through quarterbacks, Mike. Right? Like, what's been going on with the the commanders it would drive me up a wall. If I was a fan, if I was a coach, you can't really get any grasp on a culture or a feel for the team. Obviously, the jersey sales are all over the place. I don't think GMs like shuffling through quarterbacks. I'm sure Josh McDaniels and the Raiders are like, well, we want our guy. Might not happen this year, but we want our guy who's going to be here and be our guy. If you're Josh McDaniels and you've had the one year in Vegas and you end up getting rid of Derek Carr, do you want to hand Brian Gutekunst a bunch of draft picks to have Aaron Rodgers throw you know, a bunch of touchdowns to Devontae Adams, but you've got all these other needs on defense? Or, or do you want to sell Mark Davis on, let's blow this up, let's get a good quarterback now, a young quarterback, I can develop him, Let's use our draft picks to, you know, bolster our roster and see that buys Josh McDaniel three, four years in Vegas to say we're building a new team. To hell with Devontae Adams. We're yeah. building a new team. It does. Here's, here's my pushback. You're in Vegas. You just got there. You're trying to establish, right? Like you are supposed to be this new hot item in town. Immediately tearing it down is tough. I think that's part of the reason why they moved off. Derek Carr, Mike, is Derek Carr kind of played in anonymity in Oakland for a couple of years where I was like, oh, he's underrated. And then we saw him in a bunch of national TV games and we saw him in a in a Vegas brand in a big city where lots going on. And the Raiders like this isn't going to cut the mustard right now. We're in Vegas. There's a lot to do. Now there's a spotlight on us. This guy is not it like a rebuild is a really tough sell just a year after you arrived in town. Or or does Mark Davis come back and say, wait a minute, dude. We're hosting the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I want what the Bucks had. Yeah, I want I want what the Rams had. I want to win a Super Bowl in my new home in Vegas. Yeah. Get me Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's that would be an owner thing to do. That would be a, that would be a Mark Davis, Jerry Jones, big larger than life ownership decision for sure. I'm interested to see how it plays out, Mike. I know you're at the combine. We got about a minute or two. Uh, what, what do you what do you? Are you going to cigar bars? Are you going out getting a brandy with decision makers? You're going out there and, and being boots on the ground and looking for scoops, right? You're, you're bumping elbows with big names and big people. Really? <laughs> no, no, you're not? Oh, come on. I can see you putting no. on your, your shirt and tie and going out there, dimly lit bars, looking to get the inside scoop. Come on. James Bond it's, type of feel. It, kind of. If you feel like a fan, you can go to these places downtown. The famous one is St. Elmo's. Yep. There's a deli culture, Purell's and all that. And you can, you know, bump elbows and see coaches that maybe used to cover in Green Bay or around in the NFC North and all that. But honest, I, the best way to work this place is there's certain exits when they're coming out of Lucas Oil. You can talk to the assistant coaches that you used to work with, that you have a relationship with okay. in the hallway at the convention center around the corner. And you can get a good 10, 12 minutes from these guys. Mm. And they'll tell you now the best source is the former employee. And the more recent, the better, to let you know what they really liked or what the real obstacles were with their colleagues and the coaching staff or, you know, with a player or something like that. Inside the convention center, you know, up until about 7 o'clock at night is still the best place to work the league, actually, all year round. Well, you can uh, you can drop my name if it gets you anywhere, Mike. If, if you need to get over the top to get someone to open up, just, just drop my name. That'll get you... Just about nothing that will that yeah. will do nothing for you. But you can try. Give it, give it, a, yeah. give it a good college try. Drop my name and see how it works. Mike, look, I appreciate you. I know you're busy today. You were impressors, and I texted you. Thank you so much, and enjoy your time down there, and, and enjoy the football. And I'm sure we'll talk soon. Thank you, Grant. We'll keep you posted, pal. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's Mike Clements. We appreciate his time.
on all of our shows. I don't know if he was on with Bill today. I was listening to Bill a little bit, but I missed the first part of his show. So if he was pulling double duty, extra respect to Mike Clemens for that. We appreciate him. Uh, and no, dropping my name wouldn't get him anywhere. Maybe a comedy club. Maybe get some laughs. Maybe you could do a set. I'm with this guy, Grant Bills. Gets laughed off the stage. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, let's take a three-minute break. We'll debrief on some of the things Mike told us. Obviously, continue the conversation well after 5 o'clock. But we'll be back in three minutes on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We thank Mike Clemens for his time live from the NFL scouting combine. He's out there looking for sources, looking for info. I do imagine him all dressed up with a shirt and tie and going into classy, highfalutin places. 608-321-1670. A couple of texts to get to. So many texts, in fact. Might have to wait to get to these until after 5 o'clock. Here's one from Brent in Menominee. Old friend in my hometown. Says, hey, can you give a shout out to the Menominee Mustang hockey team? We'll be playing at State Thursday morning. In Madison. I did not know this. And seeing it's my hometown, yes, I will give that shout out. Congrats. Putting the other sports in Menominee on blast. Well done to the Menominee hockey team. It's good to hear. Uh, Brent, I know, I would imagine, I think you're a Minnesota Wild fan. I saw Patrick Kane got traded today or switched teams. I don't totally understand how hockey works. They have normal trades like other sports, right? No, you don't, you don't actually grasp how little I understand about professional hockey. So that was talking hockey with Grant Bills. <laughs> Brett in Eau Claire. Mike in Colorado. Rock and Rick. Mike from Chippewa Falls all gave me a text. You can as well. You can give me a call. 608-321-1670. Going to get to those texts. Your calls. More Packer discussion coming up in just a few minutes. Probably going to skip the Brewers today. They did win today. Sal Freelich could be him. Just saying, maybe. Christian Yelich also had a double. Is he back? Let's talk about that next. Not hour two next. There's all that position, and um, we look through the tape and see other things maybe we could have done. But uh, other than that last couple seconds, I thought we put ourselves in a good position to finish it out. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. I got a text that I absolutely love from Brett and Eau Claire. Brett, you made my night with this. I want you to know this. I hope you're still listening. He said, Grant. People need to stop living in the past. The 2020 draft is over. Accept it. More pressing issues like UW's basketball future. Brett, <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest with you. There are many people listening to the show right now. And we're on in Madison. We're on in the zone. The zone. That's our Madison affiliate. A lot of Madison listeners, great callers. There are so many people listening to the show right now that are thanking Thanking God. Thank you for not talking Badgers basketball. You know how much Badgers basketball we've talked on the show this year? For a team that's been mid for the most part, they might not make the tournament. Do you know how much time we've spent talking about the Badgers this year? A lot. 
So, Brett, I, I understand the 2020 draft was three years ago, but it just gets more and more interesting to talk about as time goes by, doesn't it? Can't please everyone all the time, Brett. We'll talk about Badgers and, and Bucks tomorrow. Bucks are the big game against the Nets tonight. Chris Middleton v. Mikhail Bridges should be a very interesting matchup. Watch that. I'm looking forward to that. Nick Claxton v. Brooke Lopez. Interested in that. I don't know Giannis' status up to. Has anyone seen anything? I can go check Eric Name's Twitter real quick. I didn't clearly listen to Zach's Wisconsin Sports and Radio Network update because I was replying to him on Twitter. Uh, Kenny and Heilprin did take place this week. It's podcast only, so it's not on the radio tonight. Ben's on vacation. So my my buddy from the Cooley region, Colton Bartholomew, filled in, and I spent Zach's update not listening to Zach, but instead tweeting at Zach asking to come on Kenny and Heilprin next time Ben takes a vacation. Have me on as a guest. I don't know what I... I'll come up with something good. I'm great with content. Trust me, Zach. Just trust me. Have me on. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you're having a great night. We're talking Packers, and we probably will throughout the rest of the show. Brian Gutekind spoke to the media, both the Green Bay media and the national media earlier today. And I'm not saying he said something controversial. That's not what I'm saying. He did not say what I was expecting him to say. I expected him to say, we love Aaron Rodgers. He's a Packer. Great. He's won a lot of games for us. We absolutely want him back as a member of the Green Bay Packers. I expect him to say that. And then also say Jordan Love is great. He can be a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. He's ready to go. I expect him to say both of those things. Now, he said he believes that Jordan Love is ready to be a starter, but his Aaron Rodgers answer was a little less committed than I expected. Probably doesn't mean anything, but it was unexpected. And I'm interested by that. And I like interesting. Let's go to the phone. 608 321 1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Eric on I-90. Eric on I-90. I was on I-90 today, and I thought of you, Eric. Ah, I wish I, I could have seen you out there. I could have passed you. I never would have known. I'm actually on I-90 right now. Oh. 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 I can even prove it to you. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> well Here done. We go. True to the bit, Eric. I love that about you. Um. So if you had a calendar that featured on each month a NFL quarterback, Mm -hmm. what month would Kyler Murray be the quarterback or what month would he be on February 28th, I'm asking? I don't know. Which month, Eric? It didn't take you long, did it? No, but I I want to let you hit the punchline. Well, it'd probably be the shortest the shortest month, month? Of the year. February, perhaps. February, perhaps. I love that. But anyways, um, well done. Um, uh, you got a big concert tonight. You're going to it, don't you? I am. Yeah, I uh, I am going with my friend Ebo, my radio father, and my good good friend and colleague Ebo from the morning show. We are going to see Bob Weir at the Sylvie. It's no Pink Floyd at Camp Randall, which I know is a concert that you have. Uh, that's a pelt you have on your wall, but I'm excited. Right. Right. So who is this guy? I've never heard of him. Bob Weir uh, was the other front man of the Grateful Dead next to Jerry Garcia. Oh. Unless oh. Donna Donna was also a front person, but she was only there for two years. So he was the other front man with Jerry Garcia. I see. I see. So you're going to yeah. So he's going to be doing some Grateful Dead songs. Then. Yes, I would imagine mostly. I'm trying to think of the Pink Floyd comp. I don't know. I don't know if he would be Roger Waters or David Gilmore. I'm not sure. I don't think there's a comp to be made there. So does he play, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because if you got those 
if you do the do the Pink Floyd comparison, you know, there's there's songs that Roger Waters can sing. Yep. Because he owns the rights to them, but there's songs that he cannot sing that are Pink Floyd. The Grateful Dead might be the anti-Pink Floyd, and that there's so many bootlegs. Like, they don't have anything. There's always knockoff merch. There's bootleg. Like, you can go online and find recorded shows. Whereas Pink Floyd, you know, with the rights, it's it's very legal. You go online with the Eagles. There's, like, two YouTube videos of the Eagles performing live, and the Eagles are actively working to sue both of the people that posted those two videos. The Grateful Dead, the exact opposite, Eric. They could care less. Yeah. Just sing our song. Yeah. We love to sing. We love to dance. Yep. Play the guitars. Right? That's a good take, yeah. That's how they are. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how it should be. Yeah. Well, I don't think much of your Aaron Rodgers <laughs> talk at all. I hope he comes back and fails miserably. Well, I, I should do. expect nothing less from a Vikings back. fan like yourself. Do you think Kirk Cousins is coming back? They're not going to extend him. I think he's got one year left, and they're not going to extend him. Lame duck Kirk fine. Cousins. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. I don't know. It's it's so hard anymore. I'm just going to concentrate on the Bucks now. It's just it's just too much. It's too much carrying on now. This NFL football. The Bucks play tonight. They play the Nets, and it's a game I'm excited about. And you might think, well, Grant, you're going to a concert. What kind of hack are you as a sports radio host? You're not even going to watch the game. And I have done this before. The night of uh, the draft last year, I was at a concert in Chicago. Didn't see an ounce of the first round. So. Uh, me culpa, my bad on that one. However, tonight I am sitting in a suite because our company has a suite at this uh, place. I guess I just learned about it. And Evo says there's a TV there, so not only are we going to be able to take in this concert and do a little singing and dancing, but the Bucks will be on the TV right next to me, and I won't have to miss a play. Oh, shut the net! Shut the Bucks off! They're going to win this. This is just shut the Bucks off. Enjoy your concert. You got to get away from this, Grant. Uh, you got to get away. From I'll this. get away from the Aaron Rodgers. I'm okay taking in a little Bucks content. That's fine. Weren't the Bucks awesome this weekend? Oh, the afternoon? oh the NBA was great. Oh, it, was awesome. it was great. It was just awesome. I was, I just, I was in heaven on Sunday afternoon because I, you know, missed so much sitting down on a Sunday afternoon and watching sports. After the NFL is over, you were not and it was like, wow, we can just sit down here and watch basketball games. So, it was great. anywho, that's my two cents. I hope you have a great time tonight. Um, talk to you later, bud. Thank you, Eric, and drive safe out there on uh, I ninety. I appreciate you. I will give you a report tomorrow for those who are interested. I'm going to a concert tonight. I'm very excited. I don't know completely what to expect. I've never seen this band before. I've seen Bob before but I've never seen this band. He's quite old. But some of those old musicians, like we saw Paul McCartney a couple years ago, and I don't know how old he was at the time. It was floored. You'd never guess that he's as old as he is. He runs around and sings and dances like a 25-year-old. Some of these guys are just so used to performing. So I have high hopes for tonight, but I'll at the very least get to spend some time uh, with my beloved radio father, Ebo, and my colleague in the morning on Over the Line on most of these same affiliates. I know we're on in Madison, WOZN tonight. WKTY in Lacrosse, which is Eric's neck of the woods. We appreciate him reaching out on I-90, his home and native road. Mike in Colorado says, Grant, didn't Aaron Rodgers use the word fit when he spoke about deciding earlier this month? Look, maybe those are conversations that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have had. Maybe that's what their conversations were about. Maybe I'm the naive dope for not thinking about that. Like, fit just came up today. 
I figured that if Rodgers wants to keep playing and he wants to be in Green Bay, he'll be in Green Bay. Roster be damned, right? Schedule be damned. Outlook be damned. But maybe there's a world in which Aaron Rodgers says, I think I want to come back to Green Bay. And Goody says, all right. But, but here's what the roster is going to look like. And no, we can't bring this guy back. And no, we're going to go in a different direction at this position. And this is going to have to change. And if you want to come back and play for us, you got to be here for OTAs. You got to do this, that, and the other thing. And that's the way it's got to be. Otherwise, we're no longer a good fit. We're not a good fit anymore. I could see that happening. I think that's a very reasonable possibility that that's the way that it goes. And maybe there's a world in which Aaron Rodgers said, "Uh, well, if... If Mercedes Lewis isn't going to be there and there's no Al Lazard and I got to come to OTAs, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. Uh, maybe I maybe I will take a maybe I will take door number three. Trade me somewhere. Trade me to the Raiders. Trade me to the Jets because it's then incumbent on those teams to sell their destination. Say, remember what the Jets did for Brett Favre, right? Mike Tannenbaum's talked about this before. He said when Brett got here, I said Brett, you're not practicing on Thursday. We have a bunch of. Uh, Hunting, fishing land, upstate, we want you to go get out and, and, and clear your head and shoot some animals and defraud some poor people. He didn't need to leave town for that. He could just do that right in New York. That was a really convenient thing about him going to the Jets. But the point was, the destination was sold to Brett Favre. You're going to come here. You're going to love it. Right? And if Aaron Rodgers suddenly becomes available, Aaron Rodgers, he's on the block, and the Jets have an opportunity to go for him and the Raiders have an opportunity to go for him. You think the Jets are going to get hung up on OTAs? Now, new team, so that might change the scenario a little bit for Aaron Rodgers, but you get my point, right? It's then incumbent, the burden of proof is then on the other teams to make it work, where with the Packers, they can say, look, we we kind of like Jordan Love. We feel very comfortable going in a different direction. We also feel comfortable bringing you back, but only under these guidelines, only under these circumstances. So maybe that's what Brian Gutekinds talks about when he talks about fit. Let me play the soundbite again for those of you who have maybe just joined the show more recently. Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate. You know, th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we had those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. You sat down with Aaron at, at the end of the season. I mean, what was that talk like? It was a great conversation. It was really just about the season and kind of the things that uh, that happened that uh, went right, went wrong, and um, just more more about the season than it was anything moving forward. I really got a kick out of the first part of this answer when he said, well, and I know Rodgers has had some things going on. Does it's got to mean darkest retreat, right? Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate. <laughs> Obviously, he's had some things on his plate. (laughs) I don't know why I think that's so funny. It just is, because we all know what he's talking about. We all know to what he's referring. Here's his comment about fit, and I played this back at 4 o'clock, and we discussed this again with Mike, but again, for those of you just joining us. Those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit, but obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is, and um, you know, once we had those conversations, we'll we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. we got to make sure... It's the right fit. 608-321-1670. Twitter at Wisco Grant if you'd like to join the show. Mike from Chippewa Falls says, if Aaron, is de- <laughs> if Aaron is determined to come back, what do you think of trading love and picking up Carson Wentz as an experienced backup? I guess. Is Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz was released by the commanders. Is Carson Wentz going to be playing somewhere? Is he going to be on a roster in 2023? Right, The guidelines for a backup quarterback, different than the guidelines for a starting quarterback. Backup, I I don't need upside. I don't need ceiling. I need someone who's going to be available, and if they're pressed into...
the ball over and won't lose me a game. Carson Wentz is not exactly durable, and he's not exactly a turnover avoidant quarterback. That's not really how he is. I don't know if he profiles well as a backup quarterback. He is experienced. He is a veteran, but I don't know if he has traits that necessarily make him a good backup. 608-321-1670. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant, Matt, and CP. Oh, what's up, Matt? Cross Plains. How you doing, friend? Hey. Hey, I'm doing well. Nice to welcome you back to Madison. Oh, thank you. I'm in the good land today. I enjoyed my drive-in. <laughs> uh, the belt line was not too congested, and the flex lane was not open. I know Ben Kenny's on vacation, but I had to text him to let him know. Nice. Yeah, and, you know, I think people are really blocking now uh, other teams in the NFL on Aaron Rodgers, and I think that's what uh, Gutekunst meant uh, when he's talking about it has to be the right fit because, you know, where else is there the right fit besides Green Bay, honestly? Like, they just cleared up a bunch of cap space. Uh, they got Aaron Jones back. I mean, to me, it seems like they're going to keep Aaron Rodgers now. I don't know, but I guess I never – you never know. But to me, that's what it seems like they're working on now. It seems like other teams are not going to be willing to give the Packers, uh, you know, what they need for uh, Mr. Darkness retreat man uh so yeah. i guess gonna end up back with us and everybody's gonna be talking about it and uh hopefully we add a few pieces here and make the super bowl next year i don't know i was listening like- to a rival show of mine today gasp i was listening to another station aaron nagler was doing a hit and he said i think the most likely scenario is love and rogers are both back which, in my mind, means they need to do some convincing because I don't think Jordan Love and his camp is too keen on coming back and sitting for a fourth year. So they'll have to work some some magic and do some convincing to make that happen. But there are people who are in the know who definitely think that's a possibility, Matt. Yeah, and if that's not the case, then Love will be, you know, he'll be some trade bait during the draft, I think, since he's ready to start. And not that he has much cachet to demand a trade, but he might as well if somebody wants him. I think other teams would be more likely to want to trade for him than Rodgers, honestly. So... It depends on the team. Let's talk about the Raiders for a sec. You said there might not be a good fit around the league. The Raiders intrigue me in a vacuum because they're a glamour market. They got a lot of talent. As Mike Clemens said, they're hosting a Super Bowl. They're the Raiders. Just win, baby. Right. All like that would be great, even if it's just for a year or two. Their problem is they play in a division with the Chiefs and the Chargers. And I, I if the Raiders existed in the NFC North and they had a path to making the playoffs with a decent seed and contending, then it would be perfect. But I. Man, I just I don't know that the Raiders have a legit shot of doing anything, even if Rodgers comes there and plays well, because they're in a buzzsaw of a division. Yeah, I guess the only thing that would make that possible is that, what, Carr went to Indianapolis today, right, to do interviews there, so I don't know if he's even welcome back in Vegas. So I'm not sure what will happen there if they don't if they lose Carr and don't get Rodgers. Well, they don't want him. I don't know what they're going to do. They got Jared Stidham on the roster. Marcus Mariota is a free agent now. He's available. Oh, yeah, I saw he got uh, got cut, too, or whatever. But, hey, on another note, Rowdy Telez, he hit the farthest home run I've seen in spring training ever. That was a uh, bomb. Against the Cubs. Oh, you saw it. I I wasn't sure if you watched it. I saw highlights. I I will not pretend to be a hardcore fan that watched the game start to finish today. I had to drive to Madison also, so it wouldn't have been safe for me to watch. I didn't look at my phone. I I turned it off and put it in the trunk. I I didn't look at it once the whole time. No, I didn't watch, but I didn't see the highlight, and it was a missile. Yeah, it was a it was a bomb, and and the Brewers announcers were pretty impressed with all the young Cubs pitchers. So I just wanted to let you know that, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but Sal Frelick or Frelick, yeah. whatever you say, that kid that kid's gonna be a good player too. He, yeah, he might be him. Good he yeah, made a so. couple really big hits today. 
Nice and Yelich, hey, Yelich even looked good. Oh, wow. I said this great, back at 4 o'clock. Christian Yelich gave us the Yelich experience we normally get in a season in one game because he hit a double to start the game, and we all said, oh, my God, it's happening. He's back. And then he struck out the next two times at the plate. And that's really how he is. He'll have a great game where he hits two home runs, and you're like, here we go. And then the next three weeks, he'll be terrible. He did that today just in a much more small, compressed sample size. It was really quite impressive. Yeah, he was very smooth defensively, but still, uh, Freilich made the best catch, and he rammed into the wall and almost uh, knocked himself out. In a Carlos Gomez-esque, some are saying that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was nice. But anyway, well, so you're going to be in town tonight. Fun. Uh, you know, nice out. Not too cold. I'm going to be out on the town, uh, which so I need to be uh, careful because it's Tuesday, and I'm going to very quickly forget that whenever I have an opportunity to buy drinks. And, uh, you know, Evo, I'm staying with my radio father, Evo. He leaves for work around 4.30 in the morning. Uh, I would very much like to not be a corpse tomorrow morning when I have to start my Wednesday workday with a two-hour car ride. So I need to keep it under control. Here's the real question. Did you bring your guitar to play on his couch tonight? I did not. I think Evo has one or two. I could keep him and his wife up up until the wee hours of the morning. You know. Yeah, he's going to be the, your Tim Reynolds, your Dave Matthews. Oh, that, gonna, oh, oh. that would, oh, oh. Well, now we might have to do that. I wonder if he has two guitars. I would love to play some Dave covers in Ebo's living room. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm texting him. There you go. But his living room is on the main floor, and the bedroom's on, in the basement, so I don't know how that works. But anyway. That's I, 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 do have to, I do have to point out, why. how do you, you know the layout of Ebo's home? I, I've been there, and I didn't, I don't even know. Oh, uh, just ask him about pulling out a window and moving in a bed and taking out the bedroom set. He talks about it all the time. Just Okay, so just logistical run-of-the-mill conversations. Okay, I didn't know if there was something deeper there. Maybe you broke in one time. I don't don't know. This is why I ask. No, I I don't know. Maybe maybe on March 11th at the golf outing, you know, or the virtual simulator, I'll I'll get the invite to the Evo Palace. Are you going to the hook and fade (laughs) golf experience? I'm a little bummed I can't go. Oh, you bet. I was like the third person signed up. (sighs) going to be a going to be a trip i hate missing functions well enjoy it i'm sure we'll talk before then but i it's nice to hear oh, yeah. from you matt have a good night yeah yeah take care buddy yeah have a good one now uh if i can just be really honest i just want to listen to dave matthews i uh Evo and i could be dave matthews and tim reynolds might be something that needs to happen tonight let's take a three-minute break we'll come back talk more packers if you want to join as matt did as Eric on I-90 did. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Thanks for being here. Kenny and Heilprin is happening this week. Even Sans Ben Kenny, who is on a skiing retreat. Uh, I don't think he said where, so I don't know if I'm at liberty to disclose it. Although I think you might have tweeted it out. Follow him on Twitter at Ben Z Kenny. He's posting vacation updates, you know. So Zach Heilprin does have a Kenny and Heilprin. It's already out, in fact. You don't have to wait to listen to it live at six o'clock. Uh, it's out in podcast form. Although if you are a true Kenny and Heilprin head, which is, I believe, what they go by, 
Uh, you could listen to it at 6 o'clock to recreate the experience of a live show. It's him and Colton Bartholomew. Uh, I'm assuming that Zach must be having phone issues because I was not asked uh, to be a guest. Not that Colton's not great. He is. Love Colton. Friend of show. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just thought I'd get a text or whatever. It's not a big deal. <laughs> 608 321-1670 if you want to text or call the show. That's how you can do it. We're talking Packers, Jordan Love, you know, that whole thing. Combine uh, didn't start today. It's been going on this week, but Brian Gutekind spoke to the media today, which means Packers fans, we got to hear about Jordan Love. What's going on with Rodgers? Not much, it turns out. They haven't talked much. Brian Gutekind's made that very clear early on in the conversations he had, both with Green Bay Media and with National Media. Spoke with multiple media pools, very patient, uh, Brian Gutekinds. It's a it's a trait of uh, UW lacrosse graduates. Here's that's the music. Here's Brian Gutekinds speaking uh, with Locavity. Asked, "Have you talked much with Rogers? Have you been in contact? What's going on there?" Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's he's had some things on his plate. You know, th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit. But um, obviously, we know the kind of player that Aaron is. And, um, you know, once we had those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward. We'll have more to say. You sat down with Aaron at, at the end of the season. I mean, what was that talk like? After it was a great conversation. It was really just about the season and kind of the things that. Uh, that... Well, I guess I cut out. Just uh, they talked about things at the end of the season and the future and meaning of life and darkness retreats and stuff. There's this other question and answer that I'm fascinated by. Uh, Mike Clemens has these labeled, and this is the label. At his season-ending presser, the first 18 questions were about Aaron Rodgers. On Tuesday, the number jumped to 22. I asked him if he was fatigued by all the Aaron Rodgers questions. Who keeps track of such things? Mike, were you digging through the audio? How many Aaron Rodgers questions? My God, I have to talk about it a couple of hours every week. I feel like that's not healthy. You counting Rodgers questions or non-Rodgers questions? Mike, I worry about you. That's why I'm excited. You go get a brandy and a steak at St. Elmo's. That's what everybody does. Go, go take some time off. This has to be wearing on you. Here's Goody's answer. No, I think it's it's part of my job, you know. So, and this is obviously a big topic that uh, our fans and, and people want to know about. So, at the same time, certainly there'll be other discussions we'd love to have, but um, it, it doesn't fatigue me. It's just um, uh, it's been pretty constant for a long time now. Brian Gutekinds was asked. This is one of my pet peeves. I haven't listened to this cut yet, but I'm going to go out on a limb and answer this question the way I would answer it and the way I assume Brian Gutekunst is answering it. Uh, And I could look really stupid because maybe he gives a different answer. He was asked if there's a plan A and a plan B for building the roster, depending on whether or not Rodgers is there. And I've said for months now that I don't think the offseason MO changes much. Now, maybe they approach free agency a little differently. Like if Rodgers is back, maybe they go get a player they wouldn't get. If Jordan Love is the quarterback, but the draft, they should approach the draft identically, no matter who the quarterback is. Doesn't matter at all, because the needs on this team are very clear. You need to get younger, more explosive at wide receiver. You need to get more edge rushers in the building. You're weak at safety. Quarterback doesn't affect that. Quarterback doesn't affect that. You want the best possible wide receivers around an aging Aaron Rodgers, if he's back, and you want the best group of weapons around a young, developing Jordan Love. That doesn't change. You always need great edge rushers. You always need great pieces on defense. The draft does not change. They don't have any money, basically, in free agency, so that is a wash either way. Here's Brian Gutekinds asked about whether or not there's a plan A, plan B, a, a road one, a road two, based on who the quarterback is. No, I don't think so. I think, um, yes, I mean, obviously, it. you know, he's a big part. If he comes back, he's a big part of what we're doing. But at the same time, I don't think that will really change um, the roster much. 
perfect. Okay. Expecting me to say, well, yeah, there's a lot of differences. And then I sound like an idiot. Uh, but I guess I would have walked right into it. I would have set myself up for it. 608-321-1670. Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you want to join the show. Will tweets in and says, make it make sense why Packers fans want Carson Wentz on the Packers. I don't get it. Well, let me explain something about sports fans to you. And this is not just the Packers. I don't think this is just Wisconsin sports. I think this is a sports fan thing worldwide, nationwide. We love, love to focus on things that don't matter. And we love to treat those things as if they matter a lot. Because I think in our head, that makes us feel like thorough sports fans. Oh, I'm such a good sports fan. I, I, I care about the backup quarterback. I know everyone's focused on Rodgers or Love. I'm wondering who number two's going to be because that's how dedicated I am. Oh, we're seeing it right now with the Bucks. It's like Myers Leonard. What in tarnation? Well, he's like the last guy in the roster. It's really not that big of a deal. Uh, uh, Has, Jimmy Haslam's buying a stake into the Bucks. I must be outraged about this. You know what I'm outraged about? You know what? I Personally, you know what I'm outraged about? is that the Boston Celtics are still, up until last night, had a better or equal record to the Buck. I care about the things that matter. We don't need to focus on the backup. We don't need to focus on whether Carson Wentz would be a good fit as a backup. We don't need to concern ourselves with Jimmy Haslam buying a stake in the Bucks right now. It's, it's the same with the Brewers. It's the same with the Bucks. Like We just we care about things that don't matter. And I'm guilty of it because I weirdly focus on Jordan Davis every time I think about Badger basketball. So I'm as guilty as anyone else. We love to focus on things that don't matter. The last guy on the bench. The, the, the guy who wants a small stake in my professional sports team. But I know him through the Browns, so I'm going to make a big deal out of it. I'm going to talk about it on sports radio for two hours. It's not, it's, it's not just Carson Wentz. It's not just the Packers. We love caring about the things in sports that just, not to be a jerk, they just don't matter. They just don't. Also, if we're talking back of quarterback, <laughs> I'll take Marcus Mariota, not Carson Wentz. Speaking of things that don't matter, for 400, Alex. 608-321-1670. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Whistle Sports Show. Who's this? It's Cone. Cone, Mr. Roller, how are you? I am good, Mr. Bills. Ugh. My Bills coin stock is going up. I love Let's that. Go. I love that. Uh, uh, Lazary might have got killed by crypto, but but the Bills coin is holding strong. Oh, diamond hands on the Bills coin. Not <laughs> Never selling. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, we've talked about uh, an hour and a half of Packers and Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, do you have anything to, after hearing Brian Gutekind's thoughts earlier today, do you have anything to contribute to that discourse? It's been such great discourse. Yeah, for me, it's like the combine and all the media around it. It's, it's almost just like there for the sake of keeping football in the news cycle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you really ever get anything out of these GMs because really what has changed since the end of the season Really nothing. We haven't had free agency. Obviously, we haven't had the draft. So it, it just seems like it's it's media for the sake of media. But, uh, you know, no surprise with Gutekind's answers. He, uh, you know, really couldn't give you a firm direction. And I think that's fair because Rodgers most likely hasn't given him a firm direction. You know, it's funny. You said media for the sake of media. I agree but it, it's weird because for years with Ted Thompson, we're like, face the media, answer the questions, even though you're not going to say anything. And we know you'll not say anything. And it's the same with Goody. But, like, that's his duty, right, to face the media and to answer the questions, even though he never answers the questions. I do think it's funny that even though it's, it's pretty pointless, we expect it. We demand it of our sports executives. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you love hearing about the beat and their shrimp cocktails at that fancy <laughs> restaurant. 
It is a little much, isn't it? Or it's like, okay, what, we get it. Again? You guys are there. What's the name of the restaurant? Oh, uh, St. Elmo's, I think. I knew it from Parks and Rec, and I had someone who tweeted in earlier who knew it from that as well. Uh, yeah. St. Elmo's uh, Steakhouse. You've been to Indianapolis, haven't you? You've been there. You're a traveling salesperson. I guarantee you've been there. Yeah, I went there actually in school two years in a row for uh, my freshman and sophomore year when the Badger football team was in the Big Ten Championship. Oh. Drove home just with the lowest morale possibly ever. Bad Those hangover. were some of the worst trips I've ever had. Wow. But but your passion for Badger football is not lost, and that's why you're such a high-level booster to this day, which I appreciate. Thank you, by the way. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. And, yeah, still love this football team, love the Badgers, Luke Fickle. I don't know if there's ever been a higher buzz around any program in our state's history than it is coming into this year of Badger football. Yeah. Uh, Just, you know, I I think we've kind of forgotten over the last couple months because, you know, the transfer portal has settled down. But, people, let's not forget what Luke Fickle is doing for the Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, I saw Ben Kenny tweeting about it. Keontes Lewis, I guess, is very fast. That's exciting. Is that something that you and, and your circle is talking about? What did he run in the 40? He tweeted it. I'm scrolling, scrolling. Uh, he hit 21.7 miles per hour. Keontes Lewis, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I don't know how fast that is. That, that means nothing to me. How, uh, the, only, the only speed that makes sense to me is a mile time. I can wrap my mind around that. I can 400 Sure, but when you start getting into 40s, it's like I don't know the difference between 4.3 and 4.5. Like, I, I can't grasp that at all. Yeah, I just kind of the same way. You just know that if they're in the low fours, they're fast. All right, all right. Christian Watson, low fours uh, type of guy. Mercedes Lewis, probably not. That's easy, night and day. Yeah, I saw some people comparing uh, Christian Watson to, you know, he's got the body of Kelvin Johnson the smarts of Larry Fitzgerald, the athleticism of Randy Moss. I mean, if that's all true, we might have the best football player to ever walk this earth. Who said that? Just people? People have been saying, huh? Yeah, I I couldn't put an exact name to it, but I I saw it floating around Twitter, and it's just ridiculous. Chatter. It's it's chatter is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I am uh, going to the Sylvie tonight, Cone. I know you are a, a, an alum of UW-Madison. Is that a venue that you've ever been to? What can I expect? Oh, absolutely. It is a very nice venue. Um, you know, brand new within the last six years, I'd say, seven years. Oh, wow. um, wide open floor space with a bunch of bar areas around. No. I've never had to wait in longer than a five-person line to get a beer. Um, I saw Greta Van Fleet there in 2018. Oh. And then um, the Black Pumas there in 2021. I think think Ebo was at that show. I'll have to ask him tonight. I think Ebo, I think he was there. Yeah, yeah. Me and a buddy went. My buddy, he got, he bought the tickets and then, you know, got way too drunk and forgot the whole concert. So felt, felt bad for him, but it was a great show. Right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll give you my report next time we chat. I'm probably not going to feel great tomorrow morning, but that's fine. If you can drive to Indy and, and come back the next day and, and deal with it, I can make a two hour drive back to Lacrosse. Not only did I drive back the same day, we drove back the same night. We didn't even stay over in a hotel. Oh, low morale. I hope you had a designated driver. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Oh my God. All right, Cone. I got to get to one more caller before break. I appreciate you. Yep, I appreciate you as always, Grant. Have a good one. See you, Mr. Roller, and thank you to your financial contributions again. High-level booster.
close. No cigar. Let's take a five-minute break. Maybe we'll get a call back from that contributor to the show. Three, uh, sorry, 608-321-1670. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show i'm just thinking about that call from cone roller where he said they drove to indy went to the big 10 championship game and drove back the same night maybe it's not as far as i thought i mean i guess i grew up about eight hours from chicago we basically lived in the twin cities a little bit farther east i did do milwaukee and back in one night but the thing is, when you're in college, like, that doesn't seem bad. When you're in college, it's like, yeah, well, it'll suck, but we'll be with friends. And, you know, you just get over it. It's fine. We went to game six, the spring of 2017. It was against the Raptors. They lost the game, but they were down by 24. They came back. They took the lead. And then, of course, they lost. It was the Jason Terry game. And it was the last game I went to. No. It was one of the last games I went to in the Bradley Center. I think I went to one or two more. We, had, we went to a big handful of games in the Bradley Center those last couple of years. But we drove, we left after class at like noon, and then we got back around, I don't know, 2, 3 in the morning, and we didn't think anything of it. It was fine. Because when you are a young, strapping young lad, as Mr. Roller was, it sounds like at the time, you just do stuff like that. It's fine. Not breaking news, but I, I'm really happy about this. So Aubrey Marcus... The podcast host, kind of the the same world as Joe Rogan, little delivery, much softer, uh, not so much about killing elk and being a man, although that, I guess maybe that's more Jordan Peterson, Liver King. I, I don't know. They all start to run together. Ari Marcus, yoga guy. He did the podcast with Aaron Rodgers last summer where Aaron Rodgers first talked about doing drugs. And, you know, he found drugs for the first time and made it everyone else's thing, which is normally what people do, but they do it, you know, before age 40, whatever. He posted a trailer for a podcast that comes out tomorrow, and Aaron Rodgers is in it. And I I watched the trailer over the commercial break to make sure there are no swears. There are no swears. I'm going to play it for you. There's some images and some things that you're not going to get by listening, so you can go watch it. Uh, Aubrey Marcus on Instagram. I'm sure he tweeted it out as well. Uh, let me play this for you. Here we go. Load it up on Instagram. Here we go. Out of the black. Mm-hmm. Not too many people I know have done that journey. There's two choices the person has. Wait for the world to bring the darkness upon them, or they can go out and find the darkness and prepare for the inevitable challenges that the world brings. And just kind of let whatever was going to come in, come in. And it did. A lot of great contemplation around, you know, how I show up in the world. And and then, you know, I spent parts of uh, a couple of days imagining what it would be like to... Uh, retire and then imagine what it would be like to continue to play <laughs> um i'm gonna tweet this link out at wisco grant i'm just so excited to listen to this tomorrow it's probably gonna be a little cringy a little interesting a little unbearable that's how i felt about the podcast they did last summer i remember i went to the uh the uh, zone golf outing. This is a heck of a day. Speaking of driving and not caring about driving, I started my day 
in lacrosse. And I left lacrosse. I went to Madison, actually south of Madison. Um, what was the course we were at? I can't remember. To do the zone golf outing. I drove Dave from Monona's can around all day. Right, I wheeled him up and down the course, hung out with listeners. It was great. No, he was not thankful. He actually was complained the entire time. You don't know where you're going. Dave, you're blind. Don't tell me I don't know where I'm going. I mean, I didn't know where I was going, but he's blind. He's, what does he care? He's going for a ride on a golf cart. I got to drove around and had a treadmill under us. He wouldn't have known the difference. Anyways, went to the zone golf outing, did the show from there, left around 630, drove to the cities because I was flying to Montana. It's the vacation I took last summer. And I planned poorly. I, I could have got a flight out of Madison or whatever, but whatever. So I drove to the cities, and I listened to this Aubrey Marcus podcast. And there were parts of it that were interesting. There were parts of it that I had already heard because there were clips going around on Twitter, especially the parts about Rogers doing ayahuasca and, you know, tripping his tail off. His first, I think, psychedelic experience was on the beach, right, with his friends. He's like, I just did some shrooms, and it was a sunny day. I was like, well, that sounds great. I, the type of person that I am, would say, that was a great time. That's enough. No need to tempt fate. But Rogers, a little bigger appetite, is like, I'm going to Peru, and I'm going to do drugs much stronger, which, hey, mad respect. And he told that story. And then they went on these long, long rants about, like, the masculinity and the femininity and the, the way that society be. And I'm like, guys, this is, I've been in the car for four hours. I'm pretty starved for entertainment. I drove Madison to the Twin Cities. I don't even need. I, I don't. I don't need the. I think. I. I don't think I listened to the last twenty minutes or so. Because I'm like, you guys. There are certain podcasts, and Rogan can be like this, where long form conversation is great, right? Because you have all the time in the world to talk about something. I host a two hour sports show every night. There's very few times where I wrap up the show and I was like, man, I wish I had three or four hours. Because we could have kept going. It felt like we were about to get somewhere. And then we didn't because we ran out of time. Now, there are nights, sure, where there's a lot going on and the conversation's great and the calls are great and it's really interesting where I wish I had more time. But, man, if I don't say what I need to say in two hours, then it's it's not getting said. I kind of feel the same way about some of these long-form podcasts. It's like, hey, I get that it's nice to not have a time limit. Do you need three hours, though? Like, <laughs> do you do we need to go for three hours? Probably not. I feel like we could be a little more efficient than that. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? You are so full of crap. What? What did I say that you, was wrong? You are. I Here I just get out of the shower and I hear I complained. And I just tell you, tell you, you, you had no clue where you're going. And the you had cord. no clue either because, you, Dave, you can't see. Respect. But I knew. But did I not know where the red course was? And the blue course was? No, and no, you didn't know. Tunnel, you, you didn't know. Under, All you did was tell me that I was going someplace wrong. Exactly. You weren't helpful. You weren't helpful. Under, you just complained. Under the tunnel, over the tunnel. Did we, the we, got there event, we got there eventually. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Well, we took a tour of the whole course. Yeah, it was nice. We got to see a layout of a beautiful golf course. <laughs> Say hi That's, to lots of listeners. Well, what's the big deal? Wait, wait, wait. Who said hi? You, I mean, you were so afraid of listeners. I'm the one that had to get you to stop. Oh no, I can't say hi to nobody. I'm afraid. Are you kidding me? If it wasn't for Dave from a note, you, you would have balled up a little ball in the corner. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. People were oh, golfing. Yeah. They're having a good time. What am I supposed to drive up and be like, hey, I'm on the radio. Yeah. Pay attention to me. What, what, I, well, it'd be an ass thing to do. 
I do. They pay attention to me. Well, yeah, but you're that's different. You, you've <laughs> leaned into that. I don't. I don't want to be that guy. Respectfully. Uh, no, I just had to give you a call. You go to the concert night with a uh, so. Uh, well, it must be nice to have Ebo, you know, do something for you. We've all been asking to go on that suite for five years, and he's blowing us off. You must why? be special tonight. Respectfully, why would he ever take you to a suite at the Sylvie? Why you'd complain the whole time? No, no. I am the king when it comes to complain. Hey, listeners, let's get this straight. Grant that had no idea where he was going the whole time. And yes, I complained because up a hill, down a hill, I must have fell off the cart like six times. I probably ended up in you know, ER because he had no clue where he was going. Into the tree. That's not true. I didn't crash into a tree, and I was on the path the whole time. If the path goes up and down a little bit, what am I supposed to do? Do you want me to get out and carry you? I mean, I never met a guy more. He's like, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Don't bother me. I know where I'm going. Well, it was process of elimination because once I found out the way we were going wasn't the right way, then I totally knew we went the other way. Yeah, uh, but I'll enjoy enjoy Evo. You get a chance to go to the suite, and, uh, you know. And that's a treat, I guess. A lot of us common folk wouldn't know that, Evo, if you're listening. Well, okay, it's not a common folk thing. Like, it's the work, it's the station suite. You don't work for the station. I kind of do. So, like, I oh, kind of have a way. What's, what, what, do you, what do you want him to do? To invite me. I'll, I'll bring it up tonight. How does that sound? Yeah. I'll throw I, it out there. I, I'm sure you will in, in, in between. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I had a call to the listeners who were at the end of the show see the grant complain about driving a cart goodbye dave have a good night <laughs> he's like i just got out of the shower and you're talking about me. yeah welcome to my world that's six to ten every day on the station i'll be listening making my eggs in the morning all they're talking about the the brewers they're talking about you know oh i really like this beer they're talking about you know the packers draft all of a sudden one of the mouth breathers in the morning calls in and says hey grant's a real moron huh we're talking about it. But yeah, let's go there. Let's talk about Grant. Yeah, let's rip Grant. How did it feel, Dave, to be brought up out of the blue and catch a stray? Doesn't feel good, does it? I don't normally call in and defend myself. I just let it roll off my back. But then again, that's my generation. Three minutes. We'll wrap up the show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show last couple of minutes i got a text from a listener who asked uh do you expect any different from dave that day yeah i drove dave around all day at the golf outing you expect any different a little bit on that day yeah i could have played golf i wouldn't have enjoyed it i don't like golf but i could have played golf it could have been a fun day for me but instead very selflessly i said Dave is disabled. He wants to be a part of things. I will take it upon myself to drive him around. Dave, I got water when you needed water. When you got hungry, we went to get food. I, I took care of everything. Bitch, 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 bitch. All day. Oh, I took one wrong turn. I've never been on the golf course before. And who are you to judge me? Again, respectfully, I must point this out. You are blind. Ridiculous. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Thank you for the calls and texts today. 608-321-1670. It's a very fun show. A show that was basically Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and Brian Gutekunst, and that was that. Uh, I'd say it was a very good time. Tomorrow we'll talk Bucks Nets. 
they play tonight. For those of you who are interested, maybe I'll do a concert review. I am going to the Sylvie tonight with my radio father and good friend Ebo uh, to take in some Bob Weir. That's who this is, by the way. Grateful Dead guy. Uh, so I'm hoping to see a lot of tie-dye. I packed a couple different tie-dye shirts. I don't know which one I'll rock with. It's a spur-of-the-moment decision. Can't make that ahead of time. You just got to feel it out in the moment. So I have a concert review tomorrow. Probably talk a little Bucks nets because I'm very much looking forward to that game. And then perhaps a Wisconsin-Purdue preview. Mm-hmm. Big game tomorrow night. Chucky Hepburn didn't practice today. Maybe he's just resting. He doesn't need to practice because he's such a veteran, even in his young age. We'll talk all that stuff tomorrow. Have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4.